people have corrupted themselves. I think a lot of times our problem is we don't realize that we <laughs> are the one that's, that we need to manage, that we need to take care of, that, that we corrupt ourselves. Oh, the devil made me do it. Y'all ever heard that? You know, I want to say Sanford and Son, but it, was that, that, that wasn't Sanford and Son, was it? That was, thank you, thank you, Bert. The devil made me do it, you know? And, uh, uh, and it ain't the devil, especially in America. You know, now the devil created the system that is a self-centered system, but uh, we don't need to be demon-possessed here, y'all, because we got enough problems with our, uh, the leaning of our selfishness. I mean, you go, well, I'm a pretty good guy. Yeah, I remember thinking, uh, these guys asked me in college, well, if you die right now, you sure to go to heaven. Yeah, I'm a good guy. I was born in America. You know, I uh, never hurt anybody, you know. And I mean, I literally kind of thought that way. I didn't realize I thought that way until I began to think that way or began to think, how do I think? And then I realized, wow, I do. I am, I'm pretty arrogant. I'm pretty prideful. I think I'm a good guy. Let's take the good person test. You think you're a good person? Let's take the good person test based on what God thinks, okay? Here's the first thing. Um, have you ever lied before or exaggerated a little bit, okay? There's the first one, okay? What does that make us if we've ever done that? It makes us a liar, okay? Um, have you ever Boy, stolen um, anything or borrowed something and didn't bring it back? What does that make you? makes us a thief. So, so far, that's two of the Ten Commandments, and we're a liar and a thief, okay? Um, uh, have you ever looked upon a woman or a man with lust in your heart? Okay? If you've ever done that, then you're an adulterer at heart, is what the Bible says. Jesus said, if you even think about it. And then, uh, that's three, and then uh, just, oh, uh, have you ever not made the, the Sabbath holy? Okay? Have you ever, you know, okay, there's one right there. So, according to the good person test, according to God's word, <laughs> would you be innocent or guilty on the day of judgment? You see why we need Jesus? You see why we need someone else to pay our penalty for us? Because I only went through three of them, maybe four. <laughs> this is my good math, Jerry. You're going to have to help me with math here. Okay, uh, I've got two. I've got this service and the first service running together in my head right now. But uh, uh, here's what Jesus said, or, or the New Testament says: if you've broken one of these laws, you've broken them all. And so, if you ever lied before or shared something that wasn't, if you exaggerated the truth at some point, according to God's word, we are murderers. We've broken all the Ten Commandments. So that's why we have to have someone perfect that never broke the Ten Commandments. That's why we needed Jesus to hang on a cross and to pay our penalty for us. And because of that, we should be so excited that we get to go to heaven now. Someone else paid our penalty, and not only that, but he, he breathed life into us for here on planet Earth. No matter what age and stage of life you're in, God has a purpose for you. And, and yeah, we may retire, but we don't retire from God's kingdom. We don't retire from encouraging other people to understand 
that none of us are good. Even the Bible says that there are none that are good, no, not one. None of us are good, even though we, we kind of think we are. Well, I'm pretty good. Yeah, the only goodness we have is through Jesus Christ because he was perfect. And sometimes I'll, I'll even be talking to the Lord and say, yeah, Lord, thank you so much. And Lord, I know I'm not good, but Jesus is. And Lord, I'm in him and he's in me. And I thank you so much that I'm made perfect in him. And I, I know I tease about it a lot, but Treasure and me will have discussions. My wife is Treasure if you're a visitor. And I'll say, uh, well, and she'll look at me and say, well, you're not perfect. And I go, hang on a minute. Lord, I'm really sorry. And Lord, please help me in Jesus' name. Now I am. Okay, and so, you know, and, and uh, she doesn't like that, but that's kind of the truth, you know. And uh, so, so I want us to look at what, what is the finger of God saying to us today, the finger of God. And I love this because I'm praying that I prayed for everyone here today before you came in, in the building. And I'm asking God to nudge your heart in his direction. You know how God is. He's not going to put any of us in a headlock and force us to do anything. I love the headlocks I used to put my sons in when we were wrestling on the floor, and it was all in fun and love and, and you know, just having a good time. God puts us in fun-loving headlocks sometimes, just wrestling with us, nudging us in the right direction. And I'm just praying that today, that this is not just a church service that's empty and void of the power of God in your life, but he is flooding you with destiny and vision and excitement for what he has for you. Because this is just the beginning. We're just barely scratching the surface of what God wants to do with our church. And guess what? The church is made up of you. <laughs> God's pointing at you. And his finger is pointing at you today and saying, okay, what's your next step? Hey, we've got water baptism next week, and maybe that's something that some of us need to do and or make it real in our life. I know I was baptized uh, actually three times. <laughs> didn't, didn't really take very good the first time. And so then the second time it kind of worked, you know. And then the last time I was in Israel, and I got water baptized in the Jordan River, actually where Jesus was baptized, just symbolically. I just wanted to do it because he did it. I mean, I came out of the water. I was Something was changed in me. I don't know what happened. I can only describe it as a different mantle of life that I needed that God did in me. And I didn't even really, and it's, I don't even think it's, I can't say that, I don't think anyone here needs to get baptized three times. You need to get baptized one time where you actually realize what you're doing, okay? And we go through that. So next week you could do that if you want to. Just sign up at pathwaylife.org. Um, uh, he's pointing his finger at you today, <laughs> lovingly, gently, and saying, hey, you been through growth track yet? You found out what you're created to do? Have you been through blessed life? Have you, have you gone to, to beta Satan? Have you been involved in a small group? Are you leading a small group? Are you singing on stage because you know you can? <laughs> are you playing an instrument? Are, what are you doing? Are you working with the children back there? God's, God's going, hey, and not because I'm the preacher that likes to do this, because I hope I'm never that guy, okay? But because I know I do this, I got like three more pointing back at me, you know what I mean? And so, uh, and I'm not that guy, but I'm praying that God would nudge you. I pray every day that all of us, Jerry said it not long ago in an elder, elder meeting we had, I was praying, you know, uh, uh, for specific numbers, and I believe in specific numbers, but some wisdom came out of Jerry, and because uh, I was praying, Lord, give us 500 people at church, or give us 1,000 people at church, or whatever it is. Lord, give us, you know, uh, many more services and all this stuff, and I was stating, and he goes, Kaz, can we just pray that our people mature? 
Can we just pray that they just grow up in the Lord and God will take care of all that? And so, okay, Jerry. You've been talking to treasure, you know. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. (laughs) So, some wisdom. Uh, so, so that's my heartbeat, and that's our elders' heartbeat, and that's our leaders' heartbeat, and everyone would just grow up in the Lord and grow up as a lifetime, grow up as a journey. I'm still growing up, y'all, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute because God revealed something to me. So here's the scripture I want you to look at this morning. When the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, just like the video we just watched, and by the way, I, do y'all like those videos? Do y'all like those movies that we watch? I just, man, that's the youth pastor coming out of me. For years, I've enjoyed having movie clips. I like doing that. I think it's engaging. I think they're just as valuable as the preaching is, as the worship is, as the call to, the, to ministry is. Uh, as, you know, and I think growth track is just as important as this is in here. Get through that so that you can get a phase of your life going that is part of the five fundamentals, which is serving somehow, getting rid of that not getting rid of, but curbing that selfish place in our heart so that we, we have a time that we can uh, serve someone else, uh, put someone else ahead of us. So uh, he finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai. He gave him the two tablets of the covenant law. I love that. You know what covenant is? Remember? It's you're good at God's expense. It's someone else's good at your expense. That's why we have covenant in marriage. It's treasures good at my expense. I don't really like that part. I like the other part. It's my good at treasure's expense. You know, that's the part I really relate to. But that's the part that Jesus helps me to wrestle with so that I can, no matter what she does, I can do my part. No matter what I do, <laughs> he is faithful. He, it's his good, it's, it's uh, my good at his expense. He already paid everything for me. So anyway, uh, he gave him the two tablets of the covenant of the law, the tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God. What is the finger of God doing to, in your life today? He's, he's, he's given us not the Ten Commandments, but he's given us the, the, the way of life. He's given us the plan and purpose for a better way of living. Don't be clouded by the world's system that fools us into thinking that our impulse, our selfishness is best. Here's an interesting thought. And this came to me this morning, actually, while I was preaching to the first service. Uh, Day before yesterday? Oh, shoot. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. (laughs) Thanks, Jennifer, that I eat yogurt all the time now, okay? It's on my diet, you know? If you get no sugar yogurt and you add uh, Splenda to it, brown sugar Splenda, it tastes like um, cheesecake, okay? She showed me that, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm addicted to it now. So I'm getting my yogurt out, and, um, and also I add a little whipped cream because it has fat in it, you know? And you're going, what are you talking about, Francis? I, look, we'll do that another time. Okay, Nutrition 101, talk to Jennifer, she knows all about it, and talk to Lou, El- uh, Lou Ellis and, and a few others in here. So there was no whipped cream in the refrigerator, and I, got, I went ahead and got my yogurt and ate it without whipped cream. The first thing that popped in my head was, oh, Treasure doesn't have any whipped cream for tomorrow morning, and um, 
she doesn't drink coffee without whipped cream, okay? She doesn't drink whipped cream without coffee, okay? <laughs> so in the flash of an instant, I chose not to make a decision, okay? Because uh, in my head, I'm thinking, ah, she goes by Market Basket all the time. It's like, it's, it's not even like a, I mean, we stop in there literally two or three times a day almost. You know, it's just silly. You know, and my, my parents would be so mad at me. Jerry's probably going, what? what? How much gas are you spending doing that? You know, and some of y'all are doing the same thing. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to survive in life, okay? I've got a 12-year-old daughter, all right? So anyway, um, and my mother-in-law <laughs> lives with me. And you're awesome, Pat. <laughs> you're awesome, Nana. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I was online, you know. <laughs> so, in the flash of an instant, I, didn't, I thought, well, I'll just eat my yogurt. I had my yogurt without the whipped cream. I can survive, you know. So I wake up this morning, and I'm, you know, doing my study, worshiping, you know, just getting right with God and getting ready to, to speak to you guys. And I hear, oh, my gosh. And they're going, what? You know, and there's no whipped cream in here, and I can't drink coffee without whipped cream. And before she even finished her sentence, I'm going, I know, I know. You know, and, and y'all never do that, but we're, eh. You know, and, and I'm spending time with Jesus right here, Dad Gummit, and you're over there, and you need your coffee, and, and I, go, I go, well, I got some heavy whipping cream in there. And you get, I, I have to have my whipped cream. I have to have Cool Whip. And, ah, and so that's taking place. Because I made a decision not to make a decision. And I knew that this would happen. I knew it. But I thought she would, well, I reasoned it in my selfish brain that that would happen. Uh, that she would go get it. And I knew that. So, hey, she goes in there. And man, I hop up and I run in and put my clothes on. And I take off the market basket. And I didn't buy just one Cool Whip, but I bought two Cool Whips, Okay. <laughs> And so I'm good for about two days now. You know, I mean, we go through, I mean, you can buy the big stuff. And so anyway, um, she, I made the coffee, brought it to her, and she was happy. Well, guess what? I was happy because she was happy. Because I chose to put someone else in that moment ahead of me. But I chose not to the day before. I'm telling you, the, the not to the day before is a selfish mindset. It's the essence of sin is self. Oftentimes when I pray and I'm going before the Lord, I'll, I have this, I always pray about individual things I need to get over, whatever. I'm kind of to a place now where I just go, Lord, help me get over my selfishness. Help, because of that sin. When we say, Lord, please forgive us of our sin, we might as well say, please forgive us of our selfishness. That's why we can't, it's very difficult for us to ever get out of that sin living. And uh, uh, although we are spiritually perfect in Christ, we don't have any sin in Him, but we wrestle with what's best here on planet Earth. So I want to show you this real quick. What is the finger of God saying to you today? It's telling me to go get some daggum Cool Whip, you know? And that's just one, you know, every one of us have the Cool Whip in our life in a different way, form, or fashion, okay? Every one of us are choosing. I, I spoke to our staff this week, and I talked about leadership sees the future. 
If you're any form of leadership and or maturity sees the future, then <laughs> what's wrong with me, y'all? I teach this stuff and can't remember it. When I opened that refrigerator, that Cool Whip wasn't in there. Leadership should have seen the future. I should have seen what was best by submitting, yielding to God because God, you think Jesus, Jesus would open it, oh, we need Cool Whip today? He'd bam, he would just like, Shazam. He'd be in Mark Basket, Shazam, he's back, you know. And he'd have, you know, loads of Cool Whip for the next year. And so we want to be, that's who we want to be like. And here's why. And God spoke all these words, I love that, God is speaking to you today. He didn't just speak to Moses. He is speaking to you today. What, think about this, what are the Ten Commandments? Jesus said, okay, you guys can't get ten, let's go with two. Here's the first one, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. And love your neighbor and or your wife and or your, your, your kids and or the people you work with and or the, the people that just cut you off in traffic, the, the coach that doesn't treat your kid right, the, the teacher that, you know, is, is not giving grace to your children, whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> but you know to love them as much as you love yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love others as much as you love yourself, okay? Because he is the Lord your God. He's Lord. He's, he's Father. He's, he's, he's a boss that tells us what to do, and then he helps us do it. He partners with us to do it. He brought you out of Egypt. He brought you out of the world's way of thinking so you can think like he thinks, out of the land of slavery. You know, for me to think selfishly, I was enslaved and deceived, and I was fogged over with what was best for Kaz. Okay? That's what we do. And I became my own God. In that moment, in that twinkle of an eye, I became my own God because I wanted to do what's best for me. You shall have no other gods before me. But if Jesus had been my God in the flash of that moment, in the instant of that moment, he tells me to put others' desires ahead of mine. And so I would have been thinking about her instead of me. That's how it works. Every one of us have some of these areas. And all I'm asking today is that we have no other gods before God himself. That especially ourself. Don't place yourself on the throne of your heart. Place Jesus on the throne of your heart. And we, when we do that, we begin to move in a direction that God says, wow, I'm going to bless that. You know what? I'm going to bless that marriage. I'm going to bless those children. I'm going to, uh, that person's living unselfishly. Well, what if they take advantage of me? Years ago, I was talking to 25 of my student leaders at a different church I was at. And uh, I said, hey guys, I want y'all to be slaves to your parents for 24 hours. So, and they literally, uh, it shocked me. These are some of the best kids in our community. Straight A's uh, on, you know, on, on cheerleading squad, you know, I mean, everything. They did everything. The very first impulse they had was, well, what if they take advantage of me? Well, I, we can't do that. You don't, you don't understand my parents. You see, that's, we're saying the same thing every day when we choose not to go get the Cool Whip. 
okay? All right? Because we've placed a different God in our heart. And so I'm asking you today, even if it's hard to do, and it is for me, to just pray and say, Lord, sit on the throne of my heart. Let every impulse, every decision I make, God, if you tell me to go to growth track, I don't really want to go, God, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to try to go. Lord, if you tell me to go to blessed life, I'm going I'm to try, Lord. I, I know I need to. God, if you, whatever you tell me to do, God, Lord, Lord, I'll read my word. I'll read the word of God. I'll, I'll pray every day. God, I'm going to try. God, help me to try in Jesus' name. You see, that's the heart of God. He's not asking you to be perfect today because Jesus was perfect for us in our place. He's just asking you to let your direction be perfection, and then he'll take care of everything else. So I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to bless you today. And there may be some people here today that you're not 100% sure that if you died, you'd go to heaven. I'm just going to pray a simple prayer by faith that you can agree with. I'll pray out loud. You can pray in your heart. And when you pray that prayer, you're submitting and yielding to the finger of God, not the pastor's finger, but the finger of God directing you, leading you, helping you to take your next step with him, okay? So let's pray. Father, we love you. And we know that you're good. We know that you're great. We know that you're awesome. And Lord, we yield ourselves to you because you died and gave your life for us. That Jesus died on the cross for us, Lord, and we can't wait to serve you. God, we believe in Jesus. We believe that the blood that came out of his body washed away our sins, God. We don't know how that happens, but your word says it does. So, Lord, we yield to that. We ask you to cause our spirit to be born again today so that you would give us the power to overcome.